Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, as I always say, we've got a great show for you today because you know what? It doesn't matter who we bring on. They're great in our eyes. And today we got Sam Bartels. Sam, are you here? I'm here, Chris. Thank you for having me. How are, <laughs> are you staying safe in this new environment? Yes, yes, we're safe here in New Zealand and uh, in a bit of lockdown, but making the most of it. Yeah, we're all like that because we're all like, you know, the whole new way of doing things right now, and hopefully it's short term. Hopefully, man, and, uh, you know, we try and make the best of the situations and trying to get some quality time in with the kids and and, and be present and make the most of it, you know. (laughs) You know, that's one thing I've noticed that's happening with this whole issue and I'm glad that I'm seeing this as you're seeing families come back together so so if there's nothing else that comes out of this that's positive that's one thing that I think is yeah for sure for sure when you don't have to be anywhere you know you can you can spend that extra time and and um really try and enjoy enjoy those moments yeah because they grow up (laughs) (laughs) definitely so as we get started here tell us a little bit about who you are little brief background of you and what you what kind of hobbies you like to do outside of music um so i'm 35 years old i, I was born in new zealand um spent time in australia growing up um and, and went to school in, in new zealand um uh, had a sporting background of rugby and, and all sorts of sports through um through schooling um i'm a father of, of three um young children and i'm married um I've been playing music since about the age of 15. Um, I uh, recently, mm-hmm. in the last four years, I sort of um, uh, went through a spiritual change and, and got sober after um, a lot of years of battling. And um, oh, wow. that was a big change for me. So that's um, what a lot of my uh, new way of life and new new songwriting and, and things like that are, are about for me. That's one of my main, main things. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy uh, camping and going to the beach with the kids and, and a lot of outdoor activities over here and, and sports and, um, and um, you know, our Kiwi lifestyle is a lot of outdoors, um, outdoor things that we do. Um, and, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a little bit about me, I guess. <laughs> you know, got to point out about the addiction things. Um, glad you brought that up because I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed oh, me of – over 12 years ago. Um, so I know exactly where you're coming from. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a spiritual <laughs> breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> definitely, um, there was definitely that for me, you know. Um, it had to get bad, you know. And um, yeah. somehow, I, somehow I don't know how, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sober today still, and it's going on four years, and um, I couldn't go four days. Before that, before I had to draw on something <laughs> outside myself to to do that, so um, it's an amazing journey, and um, I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. grateful. You know, it's, um, changed my life, and um, you know, it's, it's so great amazing. that you surrendered like that. Because again, you know, I'm same way. I couldn't go a day or two without the drinking and drugging, and my wife went through hell her first the first five years of our marriage because of my addictions. But she was a saint. She did everything that she mm. possibly could. She loved me through it. She she didn't nag me. She didn't put me down. And, you know, many people yeah. have always said to us that she allowed me to walk over her, but that's just not true. She 
allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. And yeah, I know, and I know without a doubt, I'd probably be dead if that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Me too. Um, so yeah. So what's something that's unusual that people would find interesting about you that you do that that you like, but it's a you know not you know a kind of like quirky or something that people would say. Uh, I like um I like buying old bits of um, furniture and stuff off uh, online mm. and then um, bringing them home and, and renovating them and restoring them and, and then um, giving them new homes. <laughs> it's like a little hobby. <laughs> I I really like I, I like the smell of the uh, you know the the sanding and everything about uh-huh. it using my hands. And, oh wow! And um bring, bringing old pieces of furniture back to life. So that, that's a little hobby that sort of um <laughs> that I like to do. <laughs> You know, so I wish I had been. Life, I yeah. wish I'd learned to build properly or something like that. You know, been a builder or you know, like one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I just like doing stuff like that. That is so cool. So, um, at what age did you know this was what you wanted to do with your life, music? Um, there, there were different different um, things that stood out along the way. I mean, um. I listened to music and and had a love for that um, from an early age. Um, sitting up late mm-hmm. with my father, who I didn't see much of, you know, I just listened to records with him and, uh, you know, listening to these amazing artists, James Taylor and Jim Crochet and things, people like that. And, and that's where the love for it started. But And then um, I started playing and singing at the age of 15, but it wasn't really till I was at one of my uh, uh, gigs that I, I went to a gig, a show, and... Um, the sort of band and and they just the sound and the power of the music was so overwhelming. Uh, yeah, I, I just was saying no. This, this is definitely what I have to do. Like, there's no doubt about it. You know, and, um, <laughs> I did an oyster stick too. You know, it's one of those things you burn out and you go on and off, and you that's just what mm-hmm. music was like for a while, especially in between addiction and things like that. It was just a, it was just a nightmare. But uh, you know, I always yeah. came back to it no matter what until I finally accepted it. Okay, I can. You know, I just need to accept that it's, it's my calling or whatever, you know, and and, and just do it. And um, and it was my saving grace too, really, because you know, being able to write about that stuff that I, you find mm-hmm. hard to share sometimes. It's just what a great outlet. So tell us about that first time that you can remember that you got on stage and sang. Okay, so. Um, uh, at school, I, I never quite fitted in with the band or anything. My mates played, and, and um, they invited me to... The singer dropped out of their band before, two weeks before a big competition they were entering, and, and they said, can you write two songs and, and, and sing them for this music for our band? And I said, well, okay, I'll give it a go, you know. And, and I did. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote these two songs, and... Uh, and uh, they're kind of cringeworthy now when I look back. But that you know, uh, I did amazingly. I thought because uh, you know I'd never written a song before, and 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 I performed them uh-huh. at the school uh, uh, rock quest show that we have over here, and, and we did all right, you know. And um, oh and wow, I think that's where, I think that's where you know I just I enjoyed. It. I was scared though, you know, scared going up there, and I still get nervous, and but uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's a thrill about it that, that's um you know hard to you know. Hard to beat, so. You know, when it comes up, when you still get nervous, that's actually a good thing. I remember there was a friend of mine who's a public speaker, and he's spoken in front of you know ten and twenty thousand people, and we were talking yeah. about that. 
and I asked him whether he gets nervous before he gets up there. He says, I've got these people's hearts on the line here. He says, I better be nervous. He says, I've got to mm-hmm. say the right things. He says that um, he says the day if the day ever comes where I don't have any type of butterflies before I walk on that stage, that's the day I'll quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because because yeah. like you said, there's a you know even with the music as an artist, these people that are listening to you, they music um, is an escape. So they want that escape. So you've got this pressure when you're on that stage that you got to bring it. You got to make people feel your music, and that's the power of music. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, you know, nerves would be great to to be to be lesser sometimes. You know, so if it's when you're overwhelming and they're hard to control, but you get better at that, I think, and, and turn it into energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working on that. Um, sometimes it's better than others, and sometimes it's a little bit rough. You know. Um, and you know, I had to say that was a lot of work. I remember when I first got sober and tried to play, I, it was just I just couldn't do it. I I just uh, you know I couldn't sing with it. And you know somehow it it came back and then got better and stronger. And, and now it's something totally different than it was before. So you know I just that's the journey as well. Yeah. So when you look yeah, so when you look back on your career right now, what are mm. some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that. Um, or a, a few a few festivals. I I think there, there's no real standout ones. I, I mean, um, mm-hmm. playing at a playing at a wine festival, or, you know, in front of a few thousand people, and or one of my earlier <laughs> gigs. And what, probably one of my favourites was I'm playing on this island. Um, I got sent up to for a New Year's Eve gig, and um, I got to play in the daytime under this big tree uh, with all these people that you had to come by boat to it and um, I mm-hmm. had played and I had a oh, wow. player um, on drum and that, that's all we had and I played for about four hours under this tree and just entertained everyone out other out on the beach and that was a pretty cool moment where I thought you know this is this is um, a oh, pretty wow. good job to have you know, um, so there's, a, there's been a few times like that that have been really special but um, I'm hoping to create some more of those moments <laughs> You know, yeah. one thing that's different on our show is I like to always, once we go to some highlights, I always like to flip the script and go to some of the struggles. And I'll, I'm going to tell a story of where I'm going to go with this. Um, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls back in 2014. <clears throat> and one of the questions I asked her is what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And her, this was her exact word. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone who's full-time doing this. She goes, but – if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. And she went on to explain that she goes, we have to eat yeah. different. We have to, we have to exercise all the time. We have to, um, we have to wear a mask on stage because it, we, we could have a death in the family today, but if we got a gig tonight, we got to be up there and sing that song. Even if the song reminds us of the person who just died, so the rejection we go through on a daily basis, once it goes to, to where you're full-time with music, she goes, it's a game changer. It becomes a job. It becomes almost a rut sometimes. And she said, don't get me wrong. It's our passion to sing. But, but you have to – it's got to be a point where your heart will not allow you to do anything else or you're going to crush everything because even your family has to sacrifice this. It's not just an artist person, but it's a family thing. 
So let's go there a little bit. That's kind of where I want to guide in this next segment, the struggles, the sacrifice that you've had to make, you know, you know, the rejection and all that, that, you know, that that's built in. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, they, they don't know what it's really like to be an artist. Yeah. They just think, oh, an artist should just go get a real job. And they don't understand. Yeah. You, you don't need a real job. You've got something better. You've got a passion to live for. And they don't understand that, that although they don't see it as a job, you actually got about 10 different jobs that you're doing if you're an independent artist. <laughs> so tell us about yeah, that. Man. Oh, man, I've got to know where to begin. I mean, um, look, I've, I've, got, I've played as a, a full-time cover artist before, which is, you know, five nights a week. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a nightmare in itself. And, and that becomes a job. And then if you're trying to do your own music and as a writer and a, and a singer-songwriter, um, you know, a lot of the time it's great to do those gigs, but at the same time, you never want to touch your guitar outside of those gigs. You never want to write. You just you got to go to work and play, you know, three hours of cover songs. So at the same time as you're upskilling and becoming better, you're you're losing part of that as well. And then on the other hand, if you go and work a job like I've done as well and trying to keep your music as a passion, sometimes you. For me, I had to switch mentality. So if I'm doing a sales job or something else, I'm not mm-hmm. in that musical realm myself. So that creativity isn't flowing. Um, so, you know, it's really hard to find a balance that works. Um, so it's almost impossible. For me now, mm-hmm. um, I've been lucky enough to have some support financially um, up until a little while ago where I was able to do some gigs. And then and mm-hmm. being sober has been, you know, that's been the game changer because I've been able to find enough balance to be there with my family. However, it's, you know, it's a journey for all of us that we're all on, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I totally agree with what um, what they were saying. You know, it's just, um, I think it's different for everyone. For me, for me now, I have to mm-hmm. have my home life, my other things in order um, mm-hmm. to be able to um, right now be able to to go out and and do those gigs and travel and there has to be trust and there has to be openness and you know um I, I can still write these these write any kind of song that I want to write but I don't need to be on edge I, because I and I don't need to be hung over all in withdrawals I, I can go to that place um mm-hmm. emotionally creative uh, creatively if if I'm um, if I've got that space and that security to do that now, you know, uh, yeah. so I'm really lucky where I am at the moment. Um, and I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to be around the corner if I'm going to be on tour for six <laughs> months stretches and that, but we talk about mm-hmm. that and, um, the moment and it's worked so far. And my attitude is just that, you know, um, we'll take it one day at a time, literally, you yeah. know, and, um, <laughs> and see what comes next. And, you know, it's, I've said I'll keep it honest. I'll keep it, you know. I've I've got some rules in place for this, and you know those have, you know, those have done done me well so far. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I don't, yeah. It's I, I'm still learning as I go, I guess. You know. Um, yeah. So tell yeah. us about that moment, <clears throat> and I think every artist has it, uh, and really every business owner has it too, because we've had it even with running New Country Media. But tell us that moment to where you thought to yourself, this is just not worth it, and you almost gave up but didn't? Um, oh, man, there's been so many of those times. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's been times when I have given up. You know, um, mm-hmm. 
I guess um, there's been times where I've been playing in a bar and, you know, um, I pour my heart out, whether it's a cover gig, an original gig, whether there's three mm-hmm. people or um, 300 people, it's the same performance, mm-hmm. I like to think. Um, and there's just soul-destroying. There's those nights that are soul-destroying where you're just like, what am I doing here, man? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Um, and then there's there was times recently when I, you know, um, before I got sober, when I thought that music went hand-in-hand with all of the using. And, and, and so mm-hmm. um, I, I said when I was about to go into rehab, I said, look, I don't care. I'll give the music up if it means I can stay sober and be with my family. And I was oh, wow. prepared to do that. And um, somehow it went in the opposite direction and now I'm able to <laughs> play anywhere I need to play. And, you know, it's just so um, I don't know. You know, it turns out I don't know what's best for me. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. you know. And, and, and you know... We get you. We we we, we fully get you because we're like with New Country Media, New Country Buzz, the Chris and Sandy show. There are many nights I tell Sandy, and she has to talk me down off the cliff. I'm like, I'm just ready to give her up. It's, we put so much work yeah. into all this, and sometimes it feels like, is it? Are we ever going to get the breakthrough we want? You know, we have no idea when the next dollar is going to come in. We're forking out mm-hmm. a more money than, and nothing's really coming in on this at this point. We know eventually it all changes. We get sponsors and all that. Um, but nothing's yeah. really coming in, and we're you know we've done now. You're our 48th um, interview this year alone, so we're like knocking wow. them out. And um, but we've been you know, but I have to remember too. I you know I did quit at one point. I'm like you. I did quit. I uh, yeah. back in 2014 we launched New Country Buzz, and we shut it down. We shut everything down in 2015. And before we shut it down, we did get to interview like Kelsey Ballerini before she became big, yeah. which was really cool. And, um, and it got to where we, when we shut it down, I even let go of the domain new country buzz. I mean, I just like, you know what, if we're not going to do it, we're not going to do nothing. And yeah. <laughs> every six months or so I'm, I'm looking up on GoDaddy and like, well, nobody's bought new country yet. And then about yeah. six months later, up oh, nobody's bought new. Co- so, so at the end of 2018, I told Sandy, "I was like, um, I think that we need to relaunch New Country Buzz. The, the domain's still available, yeah. and we need to finish what we started." Because I, I had a hole in my heart, you know. Once once music's in, you yeah. know, I always joke with Sandy. She brainwashed me into all this music stuff, and now I'm like, so, I'm now I'm like over the heels with it, you know, and, um, but we're, but we're a team and we do all this together and, and we, and we had no idea what was coming after 2018, but now I have to look back, you know, those nights where I go to bed thinking, is this worth it? I remember when I did quit and how I felt Mm. and that helped keep me going. That's kind of what's driving me right now is I don't want to know what, I would rather do this and be all in and fail, then to yeah. not do it and wonder what if. That's what drives me right now. So what drives you? Okay, so you're, you're telling me my story pretty much. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like I've got different driving forces. I think at different times. You know, like um, mm-hmm. I, I'll be alive. <laughs> I didn't say like once or twice every two or three days. I think the same thing still, even when mm-hmm. things are going well. You know. You don't know because there's nothing really mm-hmm. secure. Like I have these questions that roll around in my head, like, 
am I doing the right thing by my family? Am I, am I, mm-hmm. you know, should I just go do this normal job? Or, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't be happy. So you know, I think yeah, that yeah, my right. family's better off with a with a happier dad around. You know, but I don't know. <laughs> These questions would you know come and go. But the driving factors for me, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think now are. Um, you know, it's kind of like become, feels like it's become a little bit bigger than me. Um, like, yeah. uh, with the music and, the, you know, um, my sponsor says to me, you know, it's kind of like, um, this is, you know, this is kind of your job to do that is to share a message mm-hmm. of hope and, um, and tell you a little bit of your story, you know, and, um, it just so works out that, that I use my music for that a lot of the time. And, um, so it's kind of, um, if I'm able to do that, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of my yeah. attitude about it. And I get so much enjoyment of um, recording the recording process, and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and when I get into a live show that's going well, and and I'm in that zone where I'm just not even there anymore, um, you know, yeah. and I'm in that space, there's nothing like it. So, you know, it's kind <clears> of yeah, it's just um, something I gotta do, I guess. And I would like to see where it goes, too. You know, exactly. um, now, you know, yeah, I'd like to see where it goes. And, and you know, we I love what you talked about that about the the songwriting and stuff because that's one thing we love about the songwriters. We interview of all the people we interview, I'm pretty sure most of them, 99% of them, write their own songs. And I think that's such a powerful thing because, you know, if you want to connect with the audience you need to be vulnerable and the only way to really be vulnerable is to write your own song now granted there are there are some really talented artists that can sing other people's songs and make it their own and you feel like man they are just vulnerable but for the most part most people don't have that kind of talent it has to be their songs to be vulnerable with and so we so respect songwriters because we love that that you're putting your ego your pride your everything on the line every time you sing yeah, man, and um, I think, um, if, you know, coming from my background, which is similar to yours, I think um, you can relate to that, that I have to keep it that way to keep keep it honest for myself, you know. Um, it's one place where I can be 100% honest and, and not have to worry mm-hmm. that I'm not, not doing that. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and the songwriting is interesting because I've done some collaborations now in Nashville. I did six writing sessions with these amazing writers, and to start with it felt a bit weird, but then... I realized, well, if I bring what I have to the table, you know, um, these melodies mm-hmm. and a few of these ideas that you can, I, I managed to successfully still keep um, the ideas there and, and we wrote these amazing, powerful songs that we're going to, you know, so um, mm-hmm. that can be done. But I didn't think it could be done, to be honest. Um, say even six months ago, I thought, no way. There's no way I can I can collaborate with people to write songs like this, but uh, it's possible Most you can definitely. share your story like, like I'm doing now. You, you can um, both... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then that person who you're writing with can add so much because you know you've got these set ways you do things, and they might say, "Hey, why don't you put that in here? Try this." You do, and if it feels right, you know. So I'll be yeah, exploring that as well. It's been really, really amazing. I definitely get where you're coming from about the authenticity and all that. I remember when we first started this show, I had a friend in Nashville, and I asked him, "What advice would you give us?" And he he told us, he says, "The best thing you can do for your show is be." 100% purely authentic because if you, cause he knows we look up to like a Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley and all that. He says, if you become Bobby Bones and you tell his jokes and you tell 
and you try to sound like him and all that. He says, but you might create an audience, but the day's going to come when your mask comes off and your authentic self will come out. And when that day comes, that audience will leave you because now you're not who they thought you were. You're, you are not this imitation of a Bobby Bones. You are now Chris Benton, and you're being authentic. Mm-hmm. He says it's better to be authentic now so that the right people will come. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, you know, um, and that and that's tough too in, in music. I mean, um, I've sort of found that place, you know, with um, Blessed and Broken, I think represents, uh, the song coming out represents, you know, um, my sound and stuff that I've sort of found. But mm-hmm. um, it's hard over the years because, you you know, they say there's not a huge country market here in New Zealand. So, you know, I've been mm-hmm. down the road writing all these songs and trying to adjust a little bit and say, you know, <laughs> maybe this will be right for radio here. I'll jo- and then everyone's mm-hmm. telling you, well, you, you know, you sound a bit like this. Maybe if you try this and, you know, you do that or not mm-hmm. because what's the way you get exposure is through those channels. So it's really yeah. tough as an artist because you, you know, you, you don't know what to do. You gotta, you gotta fit in a little bit if you want certain things, you know, so you've got, that's a decision yeah. you have to make. It's a balance. It's, a personal decision it's like a make. balance yeah. you have to do. You have to do just enough to get their attention, but not too much where you're not yourself. Yeah. And try and find that line, man, that, you know, that, that's <laughs> tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we're about to take a quick break, and after the break, we're going to play your song, Blessed and Broken, and then we're going to come back and talk about that. How's that? Awesome, man. Could talk to you in a little bit. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
I, I get now what I didn't then. You know, it, all through the Bible, every miracle happened after obedience. My obedience was at 30 days. And, you know, after that 30 days was over, and I, I did not drink none in that 30 days. I, I was like, you know what? He's healing me. He's healing me. He's healing me. And by the end and of that 30 I'm days, I have, I have never the desire again. That's cool, man. That's very cool. <clears throat> so, you know, I get you. I, you know, again, I'm glad this, this conversation is going the way it's going because I can relate to that. I, I was there. You know, I was I was there, yeah. <laughs> and that's what and that's what um you know is so cool about it is that I didn't know I I didn't know there was other you know you know other people are suffering but you don't realize how similar you are and, and when you start sharing mm-hmm. it um you know it's like problem shared is problem half sort of thing and you know you you're mm-hmm. not alone and so part of that hole that gets filled is with other people that are going through the same thing. So, you know, you feel that that loneliness with other stuff, you know, talking to other people, music, and suddenly um, things change. They actually do. Exactly. That, it's hard to believe. You know, I never believed that. I, you know, I never believed that it could be what, you know, thinking could change or, you know, I, I just <laughs> didn't believe it. You know, and it is possible. Exactly. And, and you know, if, if and see, so you did it during the middle of um, you just having a new baby, I did it before we had kids, so if I would have quit drinking, I mean, if I wouldn't have quit, I really believe that he, that for sure my wife and I would not be together to, today, and we're now we're married 17 years, but we also wouldn't have our eight-year-old little Chris and our, you know, one-year-old daughter. Yeah, they wouldn't exist. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be, and what would you want to write about with them? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Off the top of my head, um, I would love to write a song with Jim Crochet. Did you say Crochet mm-hmm. over there? Uh, that song, Operator, and, you know, songs mm-hmm. like Time in a Bottle. Those just those were the first songs that really moved me, you know, as a kid, like, yeah. Um, what amazing stories and love songs, you know. So I'd probably I'd love to write a love song like that, like something like <laughs> Operator, um, just for pleasure, really. You know, um, it would be yeah. amazing to to write and sing with someone like that. Um, that's not possible now, but you know, um, but there's heaps. You know, there's heaps of yeah. people I'd love to collaborate with, and um, but yeah, that would be that would be sort of something on the top, off the top of my head. Yeah. And see, we're always a family show, so we always let our little eight-year-old ask one question. So, his mommy can get him on real quick, <laughs> you know. And and hopefully, when our daughter gets a little older, she, we can include her in too. Have them each ask a question. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> All right, here he is. Here's Christopher. Hi, Sam. What's your favorite food? Oh, wow, that's a good question, Christopher. Uh, let me think. I like Mexican food with um, corn chips, spicy corn chips. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> so what food? Do you, what's your do you like, does he like Mexican food? Yeah, he like he loves every food. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, pizza's good. That would yeah. have to be my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could eat it. Okay, bye. 
see there by it. He comes and goes quick. Yes, yeah. he comes and, and goes training. quickly. <laughs> he, he, he might go quick, but he still would get mad at me if I didn't. Uh, if I, in fact, when um, sometimes when an interview get, doesn't happen, he thought it's going to happen. He gets a little upset. He's like, "Well, I want to ask my question." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give the man a segment, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta include we'll him in a, each show. Yep, we'll be able to show his girlfriends when he's teenager down the road and say, "Hey, you know, he was on these these shows at the beginning." He'll probably right. show them himself. He'll probably be running the show. Oh <laughs> yeah, yes, he true. will be by then for sure. <laughs> that's the, that. That's the. Yeah. You know, in fact, um, that would be. I think he wants to do his own podcast eventually. So we'll kind of help guide him here to figure out what yeah. it is, and and hopefully, you know, all this can come together over the next two, three, four years, and we have a little star on ourselves with him, and then yeah. then we got to help Caitlin. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, both so you know, so as you know, they're in the, um, there's a, always a team behind the artist, <clears throat> and um, mm. a lot of people never get to see that side of it, of uh, the team. They just they just see the artist and they prop the artist up. But without your team, you're, you can't do what you do. So tell us a few stories about the team behind you. Um, well, you know, my wife is a big team member because um, she keeps me sane a lot of the time when I'm losing it and having self-doubt. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, um, you know, um, I've got I've got a team. I've, I've got a mixed team at the moment. You know, I've got a great PR team that I'm working with, Core PR in Nashville. Um, I'm here mm. with them, and they're doing some amazing work. Um, also, working with Peter Strickland, who um, used to be the CEO of um, Warner Music in Nashville. He's sort of taken me under his wing, so he's, he's doing a lot of Nashville-based stuff for me. Um, and I've got some guys here in, in Auckland, New Zealand, who um, have, have sort of set up a label to, to help me out, um, just, you know, with a bit of funding and, and just because they believe in sort of what, what I'm trying to do and, and my music. So that's been really good. You know, they help funding some of the trips and things like that. Um Otherwise, you know, um, my team is my fan base now. You know, it's sort of like um, they're the ones on Facebook and Instagram that help me share stuff around. So really building that, mm-hmm. building that up is, is, is the key, I think. Um, so in some ways, I'm, I've got a team. In some ways, I'm still independent like I always was because <laughs> I have to sort of, you know, you have to do all that stuff yourself. You know, you have to become a marketing yeah. expert <laughs> or try to and, and, and learn all those new things um, uh, with the way the current... Um, music industry is now, so um, mm-hmm. that's, that's something I do as well. And um, I guess I'm the CEO of it. And um, you know, we've got <laughs> a few, a few other people on board, and, and hopefully that grows into something, something um, bigger. You know, it'll be great. But, yeah, so, that's that, 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 that's my small team at the moment. <laughs> so I could tell that the, your biggest supporter right now is your wife. Tell us a wife story where, where. She did something to help your music, and you were like, "Wow, she really does believe in me." Oh, look, there's so there's so it's, it's hard to pinpoint um, <laughs> certain things. I mean, just I don't know. I guess it's just her believing in in, in me is just the main thing, you mm-hmm. know. Like, um, you know, when I when, if I would see her talking to one of her friends or something, and you know, um. Or just catch the end of a conversation that I, you know, wasn't supposed to about, you know, her saying something about my music or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are moving things because then, you know, she's saying it to someone else that, you know, about, you know, how well I'm doing or, um, you know, 
something like yeah. that. Those little, it's those little things that that are the the big things. You that's know? cool. It's um, good to yeah. have a spouse to stand behind you because a lot of a lot of artists don't. I mean, they got you know they just don't, and so it's good to, that your spouse stands behind you. Uh, and um, yeah, and I have to, you have to earn that, you know, earn that back. And um, I've had to do work there, you know, um, you know. Um, so yeah. you know, it's a team, it's a give and take thing, and you, you try and keep a balance. And and um, I think if you asked her, we've got some some resemblance of some <laughs> sort of balance. And we can both smile and laugh here and there about stuff, but um, you know, like anything, it's not perfect. Progress, not mm-hmm. perfection. I say. <laughs> <laughs> so, if there, if when you look at your life that you've lived so far, is there a song out there that kind of describes your life? Oh wow, man! Um, I don't think lyrically I would be able to pick that for you now. Um, <laughs> but you know, some I would say like. A soundtrack to how I'm feeling sometimes would be like November mm-hmm. Rain by Guns N' Roses or something like that. Oh, wow. You know, uh, yeah. just like just the, the movement of the music, I, I would feel that, um, that would represent a, a, a life story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I'll have to think. I'll, I'll probably hang up on you and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll realize what it is. <laughs> Maybe not. Doesn't that always <laughs> no, like, happen. Damn. You can ask the question, and an hour later, you're like, oh, I should have answered it that way. That would have been perfect. <laughs> so um, if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would come true 100%, and I'll tell you why I'm saying it this way in just a minute, but where would you be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way, I don't want – I just want to live on – I just want to do music. I want the deep rooted um drive to the music so because february of this year made the five-year anniversary that we asked that same question to kelsey ballerini Mm. and she's living what she told us back then that's the power of Um, that okay well uh i would like to have uh, a number one in in the charts in america australia new zealand um Mm. i'd like to be Touring and playing to um, crowds of over ten thousand people. Um, I would like to have another uh, have a base in Nashville, um, as well as my home here in New Zealand. Oh, wow. And um, and uh, that you know, and I'd like to be sharing a message of hope um, by doing Amen more um, with my abilities within music um, to stop suffering so much suffering and addiction and 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 be a mm-hmm. um, Focal point for that as well. So that, those would be my 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 goals. Love, love that. Love the answer. <laughs> so, um, if you had a friend that was really just getting started, let's say they played maybe five or ten shows so far, uh, and you've heard them and they sound pretty good, um, mm. and and they feel like in their heart this is what they're supposed to do. What advice would you give them, them that, that <laughs> what, what advice would you give them to help guide them for the next two, three, four years? Um, well, I've got I've got a few friends like that um, who who <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, um, I would I would say um, keep writing and keep pushing your boundaries within yourself 
and but keep it honest um, and 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 learn the other side to what you need to do for where you want to go. So you know, mm-hmm. start making some small plans and 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 then um and then you'll quietly sort of achieve them along the way. I think you know, like if you want to release an EP or a, a single, start planning it mm-hmm. and and learn about how to how to do all the other aspects of it because I think that's a big mm-hmm. uh, that that's something I'm quite passionate about is, is you got to know more than just the music now and um. If you're a brilliant artist and you don't know any of that stuff, that's cool too. But you've got to give yourself a shot, you know. It's, yeah. It'll be sad to say that, that you can be just an artist. You just can't do that now. So I, I sort of say, you know, you've got to you've got to back it up now with with the, with the <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that's sort of the the guidance that I would give any of my friends that are sort of doing the same sort of thing, is, is learn that stuff and um, yeah, and just enjoying it and, and step back if you need to, you know, and um, mm-hmm. so, step back um, when you need to take a break. As we get to our last question here, um, is there any question that you wish people like us who interview you would ask but never do? Um No, not at this stage. Because no. <laughs> I've built, I've built our show <laughs> Easy around to believe, this. Eh? Believe, see, believe it or not, I've built our show around this one question. Uh, you know, you know, there were some of the artists would answer one way, and I'm like, oh, I like that. So I add that in. You know, <laughs> I really, you know, like, I, you know, I, I, there's not really much of you I can think of. You know, um, you yeah. Know, I'll let you do your job. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, tell everybody this is your time to, for promotion time. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Okay, so um, you can you can follow me on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, all all the major streaming platforms, just as Sam Bartels. That's um, Sam B A R T E L L S, and I'm on um, Facebook and Instagram and and all of those sort of social networking places um and yeah on my facebook you can stay up to date on my music page which is sam bartels and instagram sam bartels official and i'll keep you up to date with um things that are happening i've got a new single that comes out uh for you guys in the states tomorrow um just a just an acoustic version of my last single and then i'll have less than broken is um the next single on april 10th on good friday that is awesome and we loved having you on the show today yeah, it's been it's been awesome to be here, and um, I've enjoyed hearing a bit of your story as well, man. It's, um, it set me it set a good mood for for the start of my day here. <laughs> That's good, and we look forward to having you back on down the road to bring you some updates. Awesome, thanks so much for having me. All right, sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Hey everyone, hope you really enjoyed today's show. Um, go supporting. As as you know, with all this virus stuff, they can't do live shows anymore. Um, so you, they artists really need your help. So go out, go support him. Um, and as always, we will see you tomorrow on our next show. See y'all then. <laughs>